I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. Hey guys. Welcome back to Forward Farming. It has it has been a minute. Winnie's just taking over my iPad right now. Um, she looks so cute, and she's just like grooming herself. Oh, we go yawn. This is the only video you're gonna get if you watch it on YouTube. Um, we'll talk about that later. But we took a little mini vacation. Uh, July July's gone. I don't know what happened. I don't know either. It's literally it, it's literally August. It's hey, Porter's you know birth month. Thing. What? It's my birth month. Um, it's a busy month. I'm going to be, I don't know, say how old I'm going to be. I'm going to be old this year. Do you, want me, to, do you Winnie, want me to bleep it out? Winnie's looking deep into my soul right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't feel a day over... You know, I don't feel a day over uh, 30. We'll go 30. There you go. Yeah, Winnie's just laying here, just her ears are kind of like <laughs> tilted back and she's just got like, she's looking down her nose at Becca. It's kind of funny. I'm a little scared, but that's all right. That's just her normal um, face. Yeah. So August, crazy. Well, July was super crazy. I, it was. I feel like we both had a lot going on. We did. And that's kind of why we decided just to hit pause for a minute and just put our nose down and and grind through it because it was busy. There's a lot of stuff going on. And like Mm -hmm. my entire summer was just packed into one week that happened last week. And I I just needed to kind of just focus on that. And uh, we made it through. We're out on the other side. So I feel like we're doing good. Well, before we dive into like door county why don't you tell us about the rest of your week because you had an exciting trip i did so it started it started saturday and uh dan and i drove down to uh meet some of his friends in madison and then we picked them up and then we went down to see jimmy buffett at alpine valley which is like between madison and milwaukee and if you've never been to alpine valley or don't know what it is it's like this outdoor concert um, area. So it's pretty much in like this big hay field, like there's this big hay field that you park in and then, uh, like you go down a hill, it's like in a Valley where the theater is. Um, and so like your seats are mostly general admission. So you're sitting on like this hill, this grassy hill. And that's, that's what it is. It's pretty fun. And Jimmy Buffett comes here. I don't know. He used to come like every year, every other year. So Dan and his family always used to go to this. Um, and that's like how like Dan and I first kind of like bonded was, was over Jimmy Buffett because we're cool. <laughs> so that's we were a really true looking, love story right there. Yeah, it is. We we fell in love over Jimmy Buffett. So we were really looking forward to this. And we had two of his college friends with us. So by the time we got down there and like parked in this giant hay field, there's like a big dairy farm next to it too. And uh, the weather was not looking promising for that night. Like we knew that going into this, there were severe storm storm warnings for like the entire state. And uh, we get there and we get all set up and like 45 minutes later, people are like coming up to us like, oh, sorry, concert's canceled for the night. And we're like, mm. and then pretty soon like security started coming over and like, we're not telling you, you have to leave, but you should probably leave because there's only one way in and one way out. And if everybody decides to leave at once, like you're going to be stuck here. 
So we're like, well, there's a tornado coming and I've seen the movie Twister. I don't want a cow coming flying at my head and there's nowhere to take shelter in this venue. So we had to leave and, and Jimmy Buffett got canceled and it's rescheduled for Porter's birthday. So I have decided if we're going to cancel Porter's party and just like take him to Alpine with us, see Jimmy Buffett, because that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> Good for his birthday, that would be. That's what I thought. And for Halloween, we were cheeseburger in paradise. Porter was a little cheeseburger. So, I mean, full circle moment right here. (laughs) So then uh, we we went to Whitewater where Dan went to college with his friends. And we kind of bar hopped that night. And then, so we went from like Southeast Wisconsin back up to West Central Wisconsin, picked up Porter and then drove four hours Sunday uh, up to door County, which is like the Northeast. It's like the thumb of Wisconsin. If you're looking at it on the map and we were there Sunday night until like Tuesday afternoon. And then we drove home, uh, Tuesday afternoon. I got a sick migraine on the way home and it was Um, awful. I was like really focusing on not puking for like three hours of the trip. So I got home, uh, relieved myself (laughs) of the nasties And then I took a nap and then I packed. And then Wednesday morning, we got up, drove down to Madison, flew out from Madison, had the worst flight of my life from Madison to Chicago. It was so turbulent. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go off on a little rant here. Okay. So I I was fine with flying. We're going to get to Door County. I promise it, but quick little sidetrack. So like, I was always fine with flying up until a couple of years ago. I had a dream. It was a very, it's like the most clear, just like. I I can remember every detail of this dream. I was on a plane with my family and uh, we were flying like near some mountain. I I don't know. It was like, I don't know. And then like all of a sudden, like our plane got hijacked, like with me and my entire family. And I remember what was said. I'm not going to say it because it's kind of, I don't swear. We don't swear on this podcast too often. I don't feel like getting a strike on us. So, uh, like we knew we were going to crash into this mountain and I like saw it out of my window. I knew where I was sitting. I can tell you what kind of plane I was on, what shirt I was wearing. And, uh, like I saw the mountain getting closer and closer. And then all of a sudden, like, I, I swear to God, I felt like fire in my face and everything went black. I died in my dream because our plane got hijacked. So I, you're never flying out I'm never west. flying. I'm never <laughs> flying by a mountain. Nope. That's not, not my cards. So did you burn the t-shirt that you had on? Yes. I, I threw it out. I got rid of it. I actually yeah. I think I sold it. So some poor soul out there. <laughs> <laughs> I would ask what it is, but should have put we a won't. disclaimer on that. <laughs> by the, the way, I died in this <laughs> by at your own risk. So that's I looked creepy. up like it is. And uh, so now I'm, I'm really kind of nervous about flying and uh, this flight was so turbulent and we were sitting in a row of three. So it was me in the middle, Dan was at the window and then there is a sweet older lady that was sitting next to me and I could tell she was not a fan of flying either. And it was so freaking turbulent. Like I have a death grip on Dan's hand the entire time. And I'm, and I'm also wearing noise canceling headphones and I'm listening to music because like I'm, I'm, I'm jacked up. And uh, <laughs> I'm not aware of my surroundings when I have noise canceling headphones on. Like it just, nothing makes sense to me. <laughs> so um, like five or six rows up in front of us, there's this like really old lady and she's like hitting, she's like trying to turn her light on, I think. 
but she's like hitting the the air nozzle. <laughs> I started laughing because I'm inappropriate. And like, I turned and looked at Dan and I like said, do you see that lady? And the lady next to me, like jumped out of her seat and Dan gave his dirty look. He's like, you're yelling. I'm like, what? <laughs> so he like rips my headphones. He's like, you're yelling. That's so embarrassing. I'm like, was I really? And I like looked at the lady. She's giving me a dirty look. I'm sorry. I didn't know I was yelling. Poor old lady. Anyway, yeah. So this is all happening within a half hour. Anyway, fly out to Connecticut. Uh, I was going to say the flight to Madison <laughs> for, to Chicago probably is not very long. It's not literally a half hour. Um, and then we connect from Chicago to Hartford, fly in there. Um, and then we meet up with, uh, it was like, it was this youth dairy conference uh, that was through Agrimark, which is like the company of Cabot Cheese. Um, so I was speaking with a bunch of dairy farmers on Thursday morning, um, just kind of like talking about cranberries and stuff and like how I got started on social media and like the importance of social media. So that was really great. I met a lot of really cool people out there. Um, and then we packed up, flew back home Thursday night, and then we were home Friday by like midnight. And that was, and then yesterday, which was Sunday, I went up to Pepin, which is like up the Mississippi kind of like North, Northern Wisconsin. I don't know. It was like two hour drive there. And I met up with a friend and went to a winery there. And now I'm done traveling for the rest of my life. It was a very busy week. <laughs> oh, it sounds like it. I had so, like anyway. enough travel in Door County. <laughs> I can't oh my imagine gosh. doing more. <laughs> yeah. Thank, well, not thankfully, but Porter didn't, he just came with us uh, to Door County. He didn't come with to Hartford because I couldn't imagine taking him on a plane. No. Oh, oh my gosh. I, then I, so I thought like the worst in my travel was over. So we flew American. Right. And I, that was a really ballsy move to begin with. Um, because like just the way like flights are right now, everything's getting canceled, delayed, whatever. So our flight out of Chicago uh, to Hartford was delayed like two hours, which was no big deal. Like it just kept getting pushed back. Um, because there was a storm that just like popped up in Chicago and like our plane that we were supposed to fly out on, like couldn't land because of this storm. I'm like, well, better than you than me. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so like this plane is circling and circling. And uh, I don't know if it ever landed. We had to like switch gates so our plane could eventually leave. So it might they're be. Still, they're still circling. <laughs> it could be like the new, like the new Indonesian flight or whatever, the Malaysia flight that just disappeared. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear anything about it. Um, anyway, on our flight back out of Hartford, back to Chicago, um, we're like 10 minutes away from loading, from boarding the plane. And we only have like an hourly over in Chicago. So I'm already kind of stressed that this isn't going to work out and that we're going to have to drive from Chicago back home. There's like a security alarm that started going off throughout the airport telling us that we need to evacuate for security reasons. Oh, jeez. What was and it? And I was for sure thinking that there was a, a bomb in the airport or something or like there was a shooter in there because like our our stupid uber driver on the way there was like oh so did you hear about the shooting that happened at the georgia airport this morning and i'm like why would you ask someone that I'm like no i didn't hear about this he's like yeah some crazy lady brought a gun into the airport because she was convinced that her husband was cheating on her and she was just mad at the world and blah 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 and she just like started popping them off in the like in the lobby and i'm like 
why are you telling me this on my way to the airport? Like, I, so that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking there's either a shooter or there's a bomb in the airport. And I can't say either of those things out loud because I don't know who's like a security or an air marshal. And they're going to tackle me. If I look at Dan, I'm like, do you think it's a bomb? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so then we like look outside and like, everyone's everyone in like our area is like, are you kidding me? Like, can you just load us on the plane and go? And, uh, there's like a lady at the counter and she's like, no, you can just stay here. We think it's a drill. Like we, we don't think it's anything serious. And then all of a sudden she's like, go, go, go. And we're like, oh my God. Where do you, I mean, when you evacuate an airport, like especially Chicago, where do you go? Well, this was in Hartford. So it was kind of a oh. smaller airport, uh, but they literally wanted us to like go out the front door. So we would have had to gone through like security to get back in. Oh, geez. So like people in our area, they were like leaving through the tarmac exit. So it was taking them out onto the tarmac where like all the planes are. <laughs> And I don't, think, I don't think that was right. Um, but there were like fire trucks and like all these cop cars showed up, but then I think they said that someone just pulled a fire alarm. Oh, so, so we, we thankfully got out of there on time. I don't know wow. how and uh, we made it to Chicago and those were the best two flights I think I've ever had. So smooth. So like I got off that flight and I was like, this better be the best fucking flight of my life. It's so I was like, this is it. Like, this is, and then Dan, the entire time, like in case, in case you guys don't know, I'm a very anxious person. Dan is not. And, and he's like, what's your problem? Like, why are you so worked up? I'm like, did you not feel that turbulence? Like, what would, like, were you not thinking like, what would happen if we died? Like what happens if our plane just crashed and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to prevent the plane from crashing? If we decide to crash, if it's your time to go, it's your time to go. There's nothing you can do about it. And I just like, look at him. I'm like, I understand what you're saying, but it's not helping me. Right now. He's like, well, what are you worried about? I'm like leaving our child behind. Right. Well, there's nothing you can do about it. If you die, I'm like, well, okay. I'm glad. I'm glad that's what you, <laughs> anyway, what a week, what a week. So, uh, Let's get back on track. <laughs> the adventures of Amber's travels. Oh. And uh, yeah, so now Porter, he has like, I don't know if it's separation anxiety because he stayed with my my parents when we were gone. So it's like anytime I put him down, it's just like this shrill little barn owl squeal and like he won't stop. So if you hear some screaming downstairs, it's just Porter's separation anxiety because our house is just full of anxiety you'll have that <laughs> ah, it's fine anyway let's uh let's get back on track because we got some other stuff to talk about. that's a giant water bottle it is a half gallon oh nice and it and it tells me it tells me how much i need to drink and when i need to drink it so had some of those I feel like it doesn't I I don't know like you do it for a couple days and then I never stick to them no I just drink it when I have time I'm like oh it's three o'clock and I'm still at nine o'clock I should probably drink all this in one sitting anyway so door county that was was pretty cool so I uh, we we were kind of planning on doing like uh, a travel type podcast anyway like talk about how cool Wisconsin is to travel especially with families 
I said to Becca, like, you know, what's really cool is Door County. I wonder if I should reach out to them and see if they have someone who would want to come on the podcast and talk about all the fun things there is to do in Door County. Um, so I did. And they said, yeah, we'd love to, but we think it'd be better if you guys came up and experienced it yourself. So we said, okay. You manifested that. <laughs> I did. You know, I, I, they talk about manifestation and I don't necessarily believe in it. Like, I think you obviously have to work to manifest things, you know, you just don't manifest it. But before you reached out, you were like, you said something of like, oh, maybe they'll just send us there. <laughs> they pretty much did. That was awesome. They did. I like, I said, I secretly hope that they just say, oh, you guys should come up and, and check it out instead of having to talk to someone. So I we got the full experience. Well, I've never been there before, but you had been there once with Dan, right? Yeah, we went there um, two summers ago. Oh, hi, Porter. <laughs> he, yeah, he got put down. Um, so yeah, we went up there a couple of summers ago and we just kind of, we did completely different stuff. Like, like I mentioned before, if you've never been to Door County or if you're not from Wisconsin and not familiar, it's uh, uh, like the little thumb peninsula in Wisconsin. So it's like up past Green Bay. Um, and I don't know how to, I think like the best way to describe it, it's like the Cape Cod of Wisconsin. So it's like, it's obviously like a, a beachy area. Um, a lot of different ports, every little town is something completely different and everything mm-hmm. is like very, I don't, I don't know how the best way it feels like it's just kind of stuck back in time. Almost like it's it all seems- local stores. Like there's yeah. no, I mean, I think once you got out of Sturgeon Bay, there was like no targets or yeah. McDonald's, you know, you didn't have franchises necessarily. You had just family owned like small areas. Yeah. Or businesses. And, uh, and there's, there's door County is known for like their cherries, obviously. Um, so that's kind of what we went for mostly was um, we were hoping to talk to a cherry grower but instead, we were able to talk to um, a master cheese maker. Maker, thank you. I was going to say cheese artist. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> um, so that was really cool, and and we both learned a lot from that. Um, but it was it was a really great trip. We stayed at a really cool um, little I don't want to call it a hotel, a little inn. Um, that was part of like a lavender spot. There's also a couple of lavender farms in Door County too. And there's like this little Island, like off of the tip of the thumb called Washington Island, where you take a ferry, um, just, a tip. just, just, just a little tip <laughs> and you take a ferry out to it. And there's like lavender farms out there and it's very rustic out there. Like even more than Door County, it's just like so secluded and, uh, you have to walk most places or take a bike. Um, and there's a lot of trails out there. There's like a, a big church, like a Scandinavian church out there. Um, like it's all really cool and rustic stuff. Um, but like this, it, like the two times that we stayed up there, the, like the hotels or the inns are just very rustic and very homey. They're not like modern by any means, but so clean and quiet. I think like we were probably the loudest ones there and I think Porter was pretty good for the most part. Um, like, <laughs> um, you might have had it. You might have had a different experience down the hallway. No, I. We were gone most of the time. Sophia had one meltdown, and then someone like knocked on the door, and I 
I could only imagine it's because they thought she was dying. I'm not really sure. <laughs> the second they knocked, she came. And I was like, just getting out of the shower or something. And she's like, mom, someone's at the door. I'm like, that's because you're screaming. They probably think you're dying. And she stopped after that. And I, I was indecent. I wasn't going to answer the door, but I was so freaking embarrassed. <laughs> but before we went home, I had forgotten a bottle of wine in the fridge. And I was like, oh, shoot, like, I better go grab that if they still have it. So I went and the lady at the front desk, we went back to like housekeeping to get it. And um, I was just talking with her, like how, you know, how homey it was. It was so nice because they had Mm -hmm. um, like a a fridge, a good size fridge, like a full size fridge. Yeah. Not just like a little mini fridge. You had a sink and a microwave. There's a coffee maker. They provided like dishes and stuff. Um, and it just, it was so nice. There was a couch in the room, a fireplace, like a great family setting. And she was like, yeah, some of like the younger generations don't like it because it's not modern enough. She said, um, and they, they say it's too quiet. And I'm like, well, that whatever they can go party down by the beach, but like, yeah, (laughs) I thought it was perfect for, for someone that isn't like going out to party or, you know, like they're not going to door County to, I don't know, be crazy. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed um, what was at the settlement in. And I, I think it would be a perfect place to just have a family reunion too, because they had a really nice pool, um, a fire pit. They had a lot of mm-hmm. outdoor games. I know the one time we were out by the pool, they were playing bags. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's just really nice. And I think the coolest part about Door County is it's like, I don't know how many actual cities and ports there are, but it's like maybe a half hour away for each. And mm-hmm. like you said, each one is like its own unique thing, but they're all just like so beautiful. They have such great restaurants at each one. And it was, it was fun to be able to travel. I think we went to three or four of them of the cities, but yeah, we stayed in fish Creek. So that's where, um, we did most of our things was mostly in the fish Creek area. So we asked for recommendations from you guys on where we should go for restaurants and like a, a good majority of people told us to go to the wild tomato, which is like wood fire pizza. So we went there the first night. Um, we met up with you guys and we went there and we got like a bread basket that was really good. Had a ton of different uh, types of breads, like garlic bread and like garlic knots and like, I don't know, pesto bread and like different dipping things. And we got two different be- pizzas there. That was really good. Um, so while we waited for a table, we went to not licked yet custard. Is that what it's called? Something like that. So yeah, that was delicious. That was really good. Um, so we had dessert before pizza, (laughs) happy vacation. Um, and then what did we do Monday, 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 we went to, well, I went to, um, You, you guys got up a little bit earlier than we did. Yeah. So I, I got to back up and, um, you guys um, got there earlier too. Yeah. Us. So on Sunday, when we got there, um, we stopped in Sturgeon Bay, um, at the door, um, Discover Door County, like their, uh, travel center, I think. And we stopped there to say hi. And I got grabbed like a couple catalogs of stuff to do, but we went to Sunny's Pizzeria. Um, it was right in Sturgeon Bay. It was so good. Like, <laughs> so if we got um, spaghetti and 
that's what she wanted we didn't know where we were gonna go but she was starving and she said she wanted spaghetti so I'm like oh okay I don't know where I'm gonna find spaghetti around here but I was like oh a pizzeria like they, they must have spaghetti so she had that and then I got stuffed gnocchi um in like a pesto based sauce oh, it was so good it came with a salad bar salad bars are like the best thing ever mm-hmm. um so yeah we went there and that was delicious so I just had to had to point them out and give them a shout out um but the morning after that would have been Monday morning mm-hmm. um so we got up early Sophia was up at like 5 30 just ready to rock and roll what a crazy kid that's right? wild <laughs> so we went um down to the lakefront and we had to wait for a little bit because we got there at like 6 30 and most of the I think there was two breakfast places in Fish Creek um and they didn't open till seven, but we went to Bayside Coffee and it was just a cute little coffee shop, but they also had some food choices. Uh, so we got French toast and I think I just got like an egg sandwich, but that was delicious. But you guys went somewhere else for breakfast, right? Yeah, we went to um, Wood Orchard Mar- Wood Orchard Market um, and they had the best cherry donuts. They're like a sugar, sugar donut. Mmm. We had that and they had like a cute little outdoor area where like all these places that we went, all these like different like markets and stores and stuff all had playgrounds for kids to play on, that which is really nice. The best thing, especially um, <sighs> the ice cream place we went to had a playground. So Sophia got to play while we waited in line for ice cream. Yeah. And you could like spend a dollar and get a bag of popcorn to feed the ducks because there's like a little pond down there too. Um, and you could feed the ducks. So yeah, we we went to that orchard place, got some donuts. We got, um, they had like really good cherry strudel. So like all these places too, they're kind of, um, they're owned. Like a lot of them are like Dutch or Swedish or just like European owned, I guess, like a lot of their ancestors, you know, whatever. So like we went to Al Johnson's um, for Tuesday morning for breakfast. And that's, um, like the most famous place in Door County. It's, they have grass on the roof and they have the goats that come out and eat the grass on the roof. And, um, they're known for like their Swedish pancakes and for breakfast, no matter what you order, you get like a side of Swedish meatballs for breakfast. Um, so we walked around like their gift shop while we were waiting for a table. Cause it's always packed. And they had like every corner of the gift shop was like a different country of stuff that they cool. sold. So stuff from like Switzerland, um, a bunch of stuff from like Denmark and Holland and like, you know, all these different places. So it's really cool to see like all these different heritages come together in, in Door County. Um, anyway, uh, so Monday and that we, we got together um, kind of mid morning, we met at Raynard's Cheese and uh, we talked to Chris there, who you'll hear from later, um, who's the master cheese maker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, uh, their cheese, like their, their operation was wild. I was not it expecting was. that many things to be in a cheese shop. Yeah, they, I mean, his whole story was was amazing and I mean you guys will hear it when we play it but um just to hear you know how his dad and granddad did it and then you know since he took over and like they started this new retail location like how everything kind of has evolved since then Mm -hmm. um 
I really, I, I mean, it was really cool to, to hear his story and just kind of how they diversified, you know, not from just selling cheese, but, you know, they've got a place where you can buy food and we had, um, you got the loaded mac and cheese too, right? Yeah, I got that. So, and then, uh, yeah, so good. Oh, good. <laughs> we got those in, in cheese curds because you can't not get those were delicious cheese too. curds so good yeah but i mean so they had that aspect of it you could get ice cream there they had a playground as well uh i think the, the coolest... cleanest bathrooms i've ever seen <laughs> they really were i thought amber <laughs> she texted me she was there i don't know a few minutes before me and she texted me and said how clean the bathrooms were i thought she was being sarcastic and i was like dang it like i really have to go to the bathroom but no they really were um, i think the coolest thing and i don't I feel like he told us this before it was in the podcast or before we started recording um, about the family that had been coming every single year. And they gave him a, a photo album um, starting when their kid was just a baby or a stroller or something next to they've got like a little um, mouse holding some cheese. And they took a picture of him every single year they came to Door County. And then he was 18 or whatever. And they like showed him the photo album of every single year. So I think that just shows the the community that he's built and that, you know, that's such a great reputation for his family and stuff. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't remember if that made the podcast or not, but it was a fun story to hear. It was, and, and he's such a cool guy. And now his kids are coming back and, and starting to work there as well. So hearing like his side of the generation shift that's happening is exciting and, and you can tell just how passionate he and his family are about this and it really shows um through their product as well so um really excited for this interview um but that was that was only part of the day after after we left there um we went to this little not little this this place called the farm <laughs> and uh goats everywhere sheep everywhere giant cow what kind of cow was that it was one of those with like the big humpback <laughs> giant white cows what are they oh the the brahma that was a brahma with yeah, like he was, was kind of tannish yeah yeah very very big did you did you see the black angus yes also giant like, that thing needed to go on a diet for real <laughs> He was looking at Porter like he wanted to eat him, so we kind of walked by quickly. <laughs> uh, that was a really cool place, so you could, it was. well, with your admission, you got, like, a ticket. You could either um, get a bag of corn, or you could pay 25 cents and get um, a bottle to feed the goats, and I... <laughs> everyone had corn and I'm like how much corn do these animals need so I was like oh we can do the bottle well I get up there and I gave them my ticket and they're like okay it's an extra 25 cents for the bottle and I was like oh okay so I'm like trying to go in my purse looking for a quarter nicest lady behind me was like do you need a quarter I was like yeah I've got one in here somewhere I just like can't find it and you know there was like a line of people so I was just like (laughs) (laughs) and she's like oh here take it like so she gave me this quarter and we got the bottle and then I was like rummaging through my purse again trying to find a quarter to give her she's like no really like it's fine like (laughs) just take the quarter um so that was really nice if you're listening thank you that was that was very (laughs) sweet but um so then Sophia got to feed a baby goat and then when we were by the piglets uh, it was apparently their feeding time as well. And so one of the workers asked Sophia if she wanted to feed uh, the piglet. So that was cute. Oh, cute. Yeah. We, that was uh, a fun time though. It was. And like these, these 
little goats and lambs are just running around in, in like your path area. So they're not locked up or anything. Um, and we had Porter in a little wagon and we had one goat that would not leave him alone. He just like, (laughs) he just kept chewing on his wagon. There's like a tag underneath. So he'd like scoot under and chew off the tag. And he was walking between like Dan's legs, chewing on the wagon as we were pushing it through. And like, he followed us for probably like 15 minutes or so, Uh, but super cute. Good place to take the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, really fun history there too. They had a lot of, they had a, like an old machine shed. They had, um, like different tiny little areas. They had like information on, on bees and pollination and like how they made honey. And they had like another one on, um, like things they would do in the winter and how they, they had like a woodshed and how they would, um, they had like an old wood lathe in there and stuff like really cool, really cool place to go. Um, so that was a farm. And then let's see, Monday night was our boat night, our boat rental, which was pretty cool. We stopped for ice cream again because we never well, have too much point, ice cream in Sister Bay. By this point, I like I could not eat another meal. There was just so much food that was eaten, and I I knew I could not eat dinner. But so I could always we, eat ice cream. We, yeah, you could you always gotta stop for ice cream. Uh, so we stopped at uh, this cute little place, uh, the ice cream factory. Uh, which was in Sister Bay, and they had some really fun flavors. So they had like um, a fish boil, I think it was like um, vanilla with caramel and like Swedish fish or something like that. Uh, so Door County does a lot of fish boils. That's kind of their thing too. It's very Wisconsin thing if you've never had a fish boil. Uh, and then we went to uh, a boat rental company. Um, and we rented a pontoon for a couple hours. Um, and we kind of just went up and down the coast and just got to be on the water for a little while and just chill. So that was fun. Northern Door County, Northern Door County boat rental. They were, yeah. they were super nice. A lot of, um, they got us out of the dock really easily, gave us all really good directions where to go. It's kind of just, just a nice chill time. So it was good. So that was, that was Monday. And then Tuesday, um, we went out for breakfast, got Swedish meatballs. <laughs> we, we did not see the goats. So I was kind of bummed. We didn't see the goats on the roof. Well, driving by Monday, I, you know, a lot of people had said to go there. Um, so we were driving when we were driving by and I like saw it and I was like, oh, where are the goats? And I didn't see any. And I was like, what? Like, I would be so sad if I went there and didn't see any goats, but. At least they yes. saw them, like they were there. They, yeah, they, we saw them as we were driving away. So they must've just like let them out. So there were two goats on the roof mm. when we were driving away. So I shouldn't say we didn't see them. We just didn't see them while we were waiting for a half hour <laughs> to get in. <laughs> uh, anyway, we went to, um, breakfast. Well, we went to, uh, the beach, um, Tuesday morning before the breakfast place opened it was a really nice beach like I'm sure it was super busy during the day but it was just nice and peaceful in the morning because no one was awake yet I think Door County in the morning was my favorite time like yeah not many a lot of people places, were out a lot of places didn't even open until like nine o'clock so yeah. like no one is out in about before nine yeah and it was there like the breakfast places had opened at seven and so it was just nice like getting there around like 6 30 6 45 
in town, you know, by the water, because we were eh, probably like five minutes from the water our, our inn was, but we went that morning to Blue Horse Beach Cafe, and it was like, like in a, it, it must have been a house at one point, like it almost, if they didn't have a sign out front, you probably wouldn't have even known that it was like a restaurant mm-hmm. or a cafe, I should say, uh, but it was right across from the beach, so we went uh, and we just kind of played in the water for a little bit, and then we went over there. Um, I got a drink called the Chuck Norris. I'm just saying, if you're in the area and you need just a, a little pick me up, go get you a Chuck Norris. It was a caramel latte with three shots of espresso, and it was it tasted so good, and it was it was delightful. I I just feel like if you didn't see my Instagram post, don't forget your anxiety medicine when you when you go on vacation. You I feel have like three shots of espresso. Oh, there's a turtle outside. Wow. A turtle? Yeah, a snapping turtles walking through our yard. Oh, that sounds safe. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Uh yeah. So, anyways, get the Chuck Norris. It was delightful. But we uh, also got an egg sandwich. That was pretty good. Kind of kind of balance things out. It's all about balance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so after that, we went to a cherry orchard, uh, which was literally right across the road from where we were staying. So it was Lautenbach's Orchard. Um, so they had to pick your own cherries when we were there. I think like most of July is like the main cherry harvest time in Door County. So we were able, like it was, it was super slick. They give you, you can pay like five or $15 for a pail. So we just got the small pail for $5 and they just like send you out into the orchard to fill your bucket of tart cherries and the tart cherries are like the really red ones. So there's like the tart cherries and then there's the sweet cherries, like your Bing cherries. Um, when I was pregnant, that's all I craved was cherries, like cherry ice cream. And then later on when I couldn't have that because of the diabetes, uh, just regular Bing cherries. So before our trip, I started giving Porter cherries to see if he was obsessed with them. He loves, he loves cherries like oh well, that's good it is uh, so today for lunch um i busted out the bing cherries that we got there um and i was cutting them up for him and he was eating them faster than i could give them to him so it was kind of cute um but yeah they just send you out into the orchard to pick your own cherries and they have like a little washing station back up by kind of like their their shop area so you can wash them off before you bring them in to get them packaged and they have a bunch of different pies. They have like a really great bakery area. They had a ton of different wine from like all over the state. Like every fruit you could think of, they had a wine for it. Um, a lot of just like little knickknacky things, just like a good, like a lot of the, the markets in the area there too. So we stocked up on a lot of pie to bring home. Um, and they had strudel sticks, which were Ooh. really good. Uh, so we, we like inhaled those as soon as we got back into the car. <laughs> uh, and, and it was just a really fun time. So definitely if you go to Door County, try to go in July. Um, there's a couple different orchards that let you do pick your own um, and just be mindful of their rules and, and be respectful of where you are too, because that's somebody's business at somebody's farm. So um, really great, really great time. And that, kind of sum things up then after that um it was probably around noonish and we we drove back home so that was a fun little trip 
quick little, yes. quick little trip, but full of, full of things to do. And, and a lot of, I mean, yeah, you could have, you could definitely make a whole week vacation out of that really oh, easily yeah. just with everything that they have going on. And honestly, it's probably the best place to take a young family is Door County. The drive is a little much, um, but there's a lot of really fun places to stop along the way, no matter where you're coming. Like we stopped in this random little town on the way up there and it had the best park. Like there's this giant pool. Um, there's a ton of different swings that Porter could go on. Um, and just like, you know, things that you wouldn't see unless you just happen by it. Um, a lot of fun, quick trips to stop at too. We stopped at one on the way home and we ate our lunch out by the highway. So we're just like waving at cars in front of the quick trip. <laughs> like true so Wisconsin, Wisconsin family. <laughs> yeah, the true Wisconsin way. So it was good. I, I don't have anything but positive things to say about Door County. And I can't wait until Porter's like Sophia's age to go back and like he can be a little bit more hands-on with the things that we're doing too. So yeah, it's Sophia fun. already asked me today, just like before we started recording, she asked if we could go back but bring the whole family this time, except for Gracie. Good. Gracie's not invited. Oh, poor girl. Why? Like, oh, okay, cool. I, what's her what's her problem with Gracie? I don't know, man. But I saw so many dogs there. So you could definitely yeah. bring your dog there. Yeah, and I a lot have of the places are got pet friendly. A, yeah, I feel like they've got a lot of Airbnbs up there because that's another thing you don't you didn't see was hotels. Mm-mm. You know, there was there was inns and there was, you know, cabins and like resorts, but no like holiday inn or something, which was yeah. kind of nice, a, you know, like a breath of fresh air almost. It was again, like no major franchises or anything up there. Um, I think there was like a pick and save that I saw. And that was like kind of like the only big grocery store. There's like farmer's markets every weekend, live music, um, a lot of, a lot of breweries too. We went there when Dan and I went. Um, we kind of went on the other side of the peninsula and that's kind of like more of like the bar area. Um, but still everything over there is like super homey, good for families. It might be a little bit more upscale on the other side of the peninsula. We went to a really nice restaurant. Um, and he got like a really fancy steak. We went there for his birthday, right around his birthday. So, um, we had like a really good birthday dinner over there, like fish boils, like all this really fun stuff. Um, you can spend a lot of time in Door County and still not explore at all. I feel like. Yeah. It was a great trip though. And I mean, thank you again to Door County yeah. for, for sending us and letting us enjoy that. I mean, I yeah. am looking forward to getting back and, uh, we don't camp necessarily. Sophia always says she wants to go camping. My parents love to camp, but there's a lot of great campgrounds too. Um, so, you know, if you had a camper and you just, you could literally go somewhere new each day mm-hmm. and just kind of explore. Um, I know there's quite a few state parks up that way as well. Just yeah. do hiking and stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I really hope we can get back someday and explore more because it was, it was gorgeous. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think we've probably talked long enough. <laughs> so let's, let's jump right into the, um, with Chris again from Raynard's cheese, really great conversation. So hope you guys enjoy it. Hey guys, 
We are really excited to be here in Door County with you guys today. So we are at Raynard's Cheese and we are joined with the Chris Raynard who is going to talk to us um, about his creamery here and talk about all things cheese, how we got started. Um, so we're just really excited to be here. So thank you, Chris, for joining on with us today. I know you're really busy. It's summer in Door County. Everybody's here. So we really appreciate you hopping out with us today. Thanks for coming out. So let's kind of just dive right into it. Um, let's let's talk about how you guys got started here, why this location, um, kind of why Door County and kind of the history of your operation. My grandfather started the business in 1961. Um, we've been living in Door County for my, my great-grandparents on. Uh, my grandfather started making cheese about the age of 13. He was riding with his dad um, doing a milk route and the local cheesemaker needed help, stayed and helped dropped out of school and started making cheese from that point on. So actually That's by the- like the true life of an American, uh, Wisconsin citizen. Yeah. True cheese head, a true yes. cheese head. So yeah. you've got the cheese just running through your blood right now. Actually, that factory that he helped out, by the age of 18, he was actually in charge of it. Wow. He was the lead cheesemaker wow. in running that. So they made that until 1961. He just worked for other cheese factories. In 61, grandpa and grandma bought um, Rosa Dairy, which is one of our cheese factories. And we started making cheese then. In 1966, my dad graduated high school, moved out to this location here that we're at, started making cheese here. And we made cheese here until 1975. And in 75, dad and grandpa combined back into the original factory and they made all the cheese there. That's when they opened up a cheese store here out on uh, 57. And that's when Renard's Cheese really got its start. It was the real first cheese, or cheese store we had um, through that. We have another cheese store by the factory out on County S. Mm -hmm. And then I came back to the business in 1995. Um, if you'd asked me when I got out of high school, I wasn't making cheese. I kind of had enough of it. We can, we can relate to that. <laughs> so I went off and did my own thing for seven years. And then I came back here um, since then we've been making cheese. In 2008, my wife joined the business. And then in 2010, Ann and I purchased this store and I already had half of the shares at the factory, so we had half the control, and we had this store to ourselves. In 2004, well, actually 2010, we did that. 2012, we built this store here. Mm -hmm. um, we outgrew the old store. People were coming in, and there was no room for anyone to move. It was really tough for people to get around. So in 2011, we started the design and built this. Um, this vision is hers and mine. We put out the playground. We wanted to make this a destination, not just something you stop by to get a chance. Yeah, so. that's and it's, one thing it's I, beautiful. I have loved about Door County. It's like a lot of the attractions have playgrounds for the kids because you're bringing your whole family here. You want something for them to do. Like last night we went to... Um, uh, the, the not licked yet custard. Yeah. And they had a big <laughs> playground for Sophia to play at it while we were waiting in line. It was like, it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> We've decided, we, our goal was to make this a family operation. So when Ann and I were planning it out, um, also having our own family, mm -hmm. we kind of knew if the kids have something to do to keep busy and mm -hmm. stay excited about the place, people are going to stay longer. And that's when we put the deli in also. So that just adds to the draw of the good for family, family friendly. Right. And you've got, I mean, more than just cheese in your deli items, you've got just about everything yeah, in there. Yeah, bakery. <laughs> Sophia's got an ice cream cone right now that she's loving. Um, a little bit of everything. And, and uh, that's a good thing that you have the playground here, too, because Porter, my son, he's he's got a big sweet tooth. So he just had some donuts for breakfast. He is running all over the place. So this is really great. 
Burn off that energy. Yes. <laughs> so um, what kind of cheese do you remember did your grandfather start with and how have you expanded to what you have today? They first started there making basically Cheddars, Monterey Jacks, and Colby's. Um, we've grown that for quite a while. Um, I take care of the cheese making and then my wife, and she's the one that kind of guides us and takes care of the vision part of it. She keeps us on the track and makes sure everything's set up for us. So from there, we've gone on um, in 2014 when Ann and I purchased all the shares of Renard cheese and the other store for my uncle. That's when we really started growing everything. Um, that's when we started doing the flavors. In 1997, I added string cheese onto the line. Mm -hmm. um, that one's, that's my addition Just to a the good choice. family business. <laughs> but then we started really promoting the flavors, and then we started actually doing some of the blended cheeses. So we do the flavors, like we do a Morel and Leek Monterey Jack. Um, Ann came up with the idea from some of the conversations, stuff she had seen, and then I just figured out a way to blend that into our Monterey Jack cheese. So we did that. And then one of the new things that I really enjoy doing is blending cheeses together. So, mm -hmm. for example, we have a Cloverleaf Reserve, call it. It is a cheddar and Gruyere blend. Mm, and I've yum. done that through mixing cultures and that to get the flavors of both cheeses mixed into one. I imagine, yeah, it's probably hard to mix different cultures together to like not, to keep your two flavors, but not right. make them taste good together. <laughs> you, you want them to, uh, to blend, not overpower one or the other, or take out some of the negatives out of it instead of you want all the positive flavors coming. Right. So mm -hmm. that's what we really work on. Um, we've got a Pesto Farmers that last Ooh. Thursday we found out took first in the world competition for uh, American Cheese Society competition, excuse me, Very for cool. flavored farmer's cheeses. Awesome. That is a reduced fat uh, flavored cheese. It's one of our best ones we got out there. I might have to buy some. Yeah. Pesto. <laughs> and then we also took, um, the one I really take a lot of pride in is a New World Cheddar, we call it. Um, we uh, adjusted some of the cultures to give it a unique flavor, and then we blend some cream back into it. Mm. It is a cheese that we like to sell at at least eight months of age. That's got a real rich, creamy flavor. Um, unlike other cheddars, this one melts fairly Ooh. well because of the extra cream built in. Yeah. So grated mac and cheese. I was gonna say, yeah. Grilled cheese. It's delicious, and it's got a an excellent flavor to it. I was going to say, we're doing this right before lunch, and I was looking at your menu before we came out here, and I was like, that mac and cheese. One of I my mean, favorites. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, so going into that, what is your favorite? If you had to pick maybe like your top three that you personally... Cheeses? Yep, cheeses. My top three cheeses, well, would be... I'm an uh, old school traditionalist. I love our two-year white cheddar. I okay. grew up on that. That's one of my favorites. And then I also like the Cloverleaf Reserve, which is the cheddar Gruyere blend. Mm -hmm. And then the New World Cheddar has now become another one of my favorites. So you were just telling us before we, we started recording that your children are working here as well. Yes. How How is that going? Do you see them taking over for well, you someday? or? We just started our fourth generation in the business. My oldest daughter is 24. Um, she just joined and she's taking over the finance part of our business right Good. now. She's working really close with Ann right now in the offices. Um, she came back in. Our second daughter is 19. She's a, going to be a sophomore in college. Um, she's going to be a vet, so no idea what she wants to do. <laughs> and then we have our 17-year-old and 14-year-old. One's a senior in high school, one's going to be a freshman. Um, we'll see what they want to do. They've got a lot of ideas right now. Yeah. And we'll let them go off and enjoy that first. That's so. great. That's great that you're not pressuring them to come back and, and take things over because that can build nope. a lot of resentment and good for We've you guys. We've decided that 
if they want to come back, they want to come back on their own terms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what Samantha did, our oldest, and that's what we're looking for. Did she kind of grow up knowing she always wanted to come back, or was she like you and kind of did her own thing for a little while and then realized she was Jesus like where me. it's at? She yeah. didn't want to. She <laughs> actually went into nursing. Okay. So she went off, um, went to school for nursing, was working in nursing, and unfortunately started her career in nursing right before COVID. Mm. So then I think that had some of uh, the decision to come back, and she liked the hours here more than the hours of nursing because she put in a lot of hours. She was working 70, 80 hour weeks. Well, and they were so understaffed. And, yeah. Yeah, that would have been really tough to start out. I think then, you really have to love nursing to make it through the pandemic. <laughs> and then she also said, you know what, Mom and Dad, if something ever happens to you, I don't know what we would do. We don't know what you guys do. <laughs> well, yes. So. Yeah, we're kind of realizing that too. I'm fifth generation, so it's um, it's kind of like, to do the book work. yeah, when I have to do the book work, it's like, I really have no idea what's going on. It's a big reality check for me. And I think my parents as well. So I can, I can relate that to that. And came into the business, um, getting the book work and everything up to where it needed to be. She put a lot of time and effort into that and got it to where we are now. Well, it's so hard to, like, if you come in from a previous generation that, you know, does everything on paper and pen, and they know exactly what they're doing, but now it's like, you see, we've got this thing called technology. <laughs> we can make it a little yeah. bit easier. Yeah, that generation shift is always a little bit of a difficult. struggle. So Very difficult. Hopefully that goes well with you guys. and We're and trying. Good. I think it's working great. She's picked up a lot. Um, she picks up a lot of projects around here. Um, she's been able to help Anna quite a bit, which is... Big help. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to have another set of ideas coming in too that yes. you can all kind of make your own contributions and make it exactly. a family business, which is what it is. So, if you didn't go to school, you you had no interest in in this kind of when you graduated high school. How difficult was it to come back and kind of take things over and and kind of dip your toe into making blends and like new new flavors? Was that quite the learning curve for you or was it, it just kind of second time. nature um, I went to college and I went for business marketing um, I worked as a grocery buyer for Super Valley Foods for seven years sure um, loved what I did there and then when dad came back said he was looking at retiring I was not a big fan of the city so coming back to the country and I spent a lot of time up in Door County in the summers anyway it was a good move for us so mm -hmm. we came back here um, getting into the blends when I started going for my masters I'm a master cheesemaker and when I started doing that and learning thinking I knew a lot going into that and finding out how much I didn't know, how much there was more to learn, that's when the interest and the spark came for, wow, we blend this together. Oh, I work with this culture and I, I talk to this culture company, we blend these two items together, the different flavors and the different possibilities that come out of it. How that's long does it take to, to make those blends? Like, yeah, is it to kind of get it perfected. Process? A lot you of can, trial and error? Or? A lot of trial and error. You can put the blends together relatively quick, but when you make cheese, cheese like Colby and cheddar in the first seven to 14 days you won't taste any difference mm. the cultures haven't really taken a hold yet so you when we're doing you gotta age it, that it worked. <laughs> that's kind of what it is you have a good idea going in but you are gonna have to tweak it along the way our new little cheddar that's at least eight months old I'm excited to try that I'm very excited Cheddar's my jam I love Colby Jack um so just would you be able to kind of give like a uh, cheese making for dummies, like a five minute summary on start to finish what the process is like and, and what sure. all goes into it. Sure. For us, we get our milk from 24 area farms. Um, so all the milk that comes in today, we're making in cheese right away tomorrow. Oh wow. So it'll come in this afternoon. Our first guy is starting up at 11, 1130 at night. 
so we can have those fresh curds into the stores by the time they open in the morning. That's squeaky. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're still mooing at that point. <laughs> exactly. So all the milk that comes in gets tested right away to make sure it's safe to bring in. Mm-hmm. We'll then pasteurize it, which kills 90%, excuse me, 95% of the bacteria, but it kills all the pathogens in the milk. It's all your listeria, your E. coli, salmonella, that's all in raw milk, that's all killed. Then it fills up the vat. We add the starter cultures to it. So each type of cheese has its own culture blend that we put in. From there, we will add color because milk's naturally white. Mm-hmm. So if you want a color cheddar, we add a uh, natto seed coloring. Um, for example, our largest vat is 20,000 pounds of milk. Wow. We add 29 ounces of color. So parts per billion wow. is all the color it takes to change that from a white cheddar to a colored cheddar. Okay. And then once the vat's filled, we add rennet, which is a coagulating agent. Mm-hmm. Um, those enzymes coagulate the milk and make it um, kind of like a jello. So you put your finger in it, splits right apart. From there, we take wire knives, we call them cheese harps, run them through that. It now separates the curd in the way. You officially have cheese now. So out of every 10 pounds of milk, on average, we get about one pound of cheese. The rest is whey and cream. So what we'll do after it's cut, we'll stir it and cook it, bring it up to the desired temp we want. Every starter culture has a different temperature it works better at. So we'll cook it to that. And that also gets the each uh, enzyme moving the way it needs to be in the cheese Thank and firms up the cheese. After that, we will push the cheese to the side and start draining off the whey. Mm-hmm. The way we separate the cream out of, the cream goes to a butter maker, so that goes for butter, and then the whey goes to a whey processor, which gets put into uh, whey proteins for your energy drinks, your protein snacks. That's what that's all going for. So nothing gets wasted. It's all good. used. Good, yeah. And we try to be good stewards. So even the water we have, like our wastewater, all the water that's used, we collect all that, and then it gets spread back onto the land. So oh. the farmers, when they need the water, we have a group of six farms that we work with. We've got a 480 acres, I think, of approved land, and then we spread that out, working awesome. with local agencies and getting that all back in. Interesting. So especially when it's been really dry these last couple yeah. of weeks, yeah. it got out to the hayfields that really needed it. So that was a big help. That's That was a perfect summary. <laughs> that really was. We tried explaining uh, cheese making once uh, last year, I think it was. Yeah, and it was like, well, what happens to this? I don't even know what happens. Like, do you just squeeze the milk? Like, it was just a very dumb conversation, I feel like. So that. Well, once it gets done, you know, all the cheese is pushed to the side. Well, that's when we start doing it. Like, everything starts out as a cheese curd. Sure. So we mill it all in cheese curds. Any of the flavorings we add to it, like, I'm going to say, for example, like if we were doing a cherry chipotle cheddar, mm. that flavoring gets added on once it's in cheese curd form. Okay. So we added that on there. If you add it too early, it starts affecting your starter cultures. Oh. And all that. So you got to add that later. When the starter cultures have already taken their hold, and they'll work through the way they need to through the cheese. So. And this is why they have the master yeah. cheeseman. <laughs> yeah, and not and just I- some, t- some random girls <laughs> with a podcast. So I know... Wisconsin, is it the only state that requires you being a master, or how does that work? Wisconsin's one of the few states that requires a licensed cheesemaker to be on site when you're making cheese. Okay, that's what it is. Um, It is the only state with the master cheesemaker program. Right now, there are seven, I don't know the exact number, but there's like (coughs) mid-70s for active master cheesemakers throughout. Um, The program takes about three years to do. You have to be a licensed cheesemaker for 10 years. And then you go through an interview process, and if they accept you in, it's a three-year program. And then you can take a test afterwards. Um, it's a take-home test. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. They <laughs> give it to you, and you have four weeks to get it done. It took me 48 hours to get my 
my exam done. Awesome. No big deal. No <laughs> big deal. Three type pages. Dude, that is a big is deal. Just... Holy cow. <laughs> Wow, in only two days it took you. That's impressive. Well, it was kind of like four hours here, three hours here. I was going to say, did you just lock yourself in a room and just Pretty much, yeah. hammer it um, out? My wife goes, the basement's yours. Um, my daughters will bring cheese. me down food. Yeah. <laughs> Send down snacks and you're good to you, go. You put your phone away, there's no interruptions because if you get interrupted, um, you have to cite all your sources and you can um, only say my dad and my grandfather so many times. Right. Um, it just wants to show that you have knowledge of milk coming in through cheese going out at the very end grade. Mm -hmm. um, there are some plants where some people are very smart at what they do, but they only do such a small portion of it. Being the master cheese maker, they want you to know quality of milk to quality of cheese at the end. And it's, it's very intense. Oh, that's why we're known for cheese in Wisconsin, yeah. I think. Yeah, <laughs> wow. It is the dairy program. That comes through the Center of Dairy Research out of Madison. And Center of Dairy Research, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, Wisconsin Cheese Maker Association, they put a lot of time and effort to the dairy of the state, a lot. Mm -hmm. And it shows. It does, yeah. It, it really does. Wow, I learned so much <laughs> in that amount of time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that we haven't touched on that that you kind of want to plug or? For Renard's Cheese, we are a family company. Um, my wife and I, and now our daughters are joining us. It's been great. It's built on um, a lot of hard work and trust. And that comes from the farms that supply the milk to us because we have all family farms right now that are delivering milk in. Mm -hmm. um, they are a big support. I always say when we get the awards we do win, a lot of that comes from them from the start. Mm -hmm. Because if it wouldn't be for their milk, we can't make the cheese we make. It's the quality that goes into it all the way through. So it's hard work from the farm, the milk, and then all the way out to the people that come up and enjoy Door County and visit it. There's a lot of stuff. A lot of these cheeses wouldn't be started if they wouldn't come with some of the ideas they bring into. Right, right. So people can come here to shop. Um, do you ship your cheese as well? We do. Do you want to just give a rundown of all the places that people can find your cheese? Are you in any like grocery stores or anything? We are in grocery stores between Green Bay, the Fox Cities, all the way down to Milwaukee, Madison, Chicago. The festivals, Sendix in Milwaukee, there are pick and saves. There's so many. So Woodman's. many. <laughs> There's quite a few. Um, but then there also, we can be purchased online. If you go to our website, uh, renardscheese.com, you can purchase anything online, have it shipped anywhere. That's, that's great. Well, thank you, Chris, for joining us today. Um, and again, we learned so much from you, and this is a great great place you have here. If you're visiting Door County, make sure you stop and say hi. Um, tell them that Becca and I sent you and that you learned a little bit more um, from our podcast. So thank you again. Um, and uh, let's let's go eat. I'm really excited. I know, I, I need all the <laughs> Enjoy. Right now. Enjoy. Thank, thank you. you so much.